0: What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGinnis. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Perino. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. What, what up, what up? up? This is your boy, ATH. This is the undefeated Burger King, Steve Burger. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Bondo. This is Bobby Fish, one half of Red Dragon. It's the hit, boy, Red Titus,
1: and you're listening to the ROH Podcast. Or oh, is it ROHCast on ROHWorld.com?
0: They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. It's like some wankers.
1: These three guys are something like FBI agents. Be careful. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 101 of the ROHCast. My name is Harry. I am the web designer and co owner. Of rohworld.com, and we are only 99 episodes away from episode 200. So be sure to tune into that in two years' time.
0: Um, Hopefully, it goes better than episode 100.
1: We can only hope. Um, As you may have guessed, I'm here with the American Bearded Nightmare, John. It's the A team today. We're back. We we basically carried episode 100. We answered all the questions by ourselves. We answer We interviewed Prince Nana by ourselves. You know, just the eighteen. We don't need Stephen. Clearly, he's he's still currently on his pants off dance off world tour. Hopefully, Have you got
0: any updates on how that's been going for him?
1: I haven't heard back. He's he sort of he goes into this zone where he doesn't really check Twitter, doesn't check Facebook or anything. He's just sort of he's training nonstop. stop uh, yeah. Constantly it's... training, getting ready for that performance in the evening. So best of luck to Stephen with his pants off dance off, and for all we know, he could win and then he'll be too big for the ROH cast, he won't, you know, he won't want to come back if he's pants-off, dance-off world champion, so I'm sure there'll be some stiff competition, and yes, that was a pun intended, so... So (laughs) stupid. Yeah, (laughs) why do we do this? (laughs) Every time someone is away because they can't make the show, we have stupid reason, like I was getting bejazzled with a cornet face one
0: week.
1: (laughs) Oh dear, anyway, we've got a few things to talk about, we're going to talk about Steel Cage Warfare TV show first, Um, then there's the latest Ring of Honor news from the past week or so, then there's a preview of All-Star Extravaganza 5, which takes place tomorrow in Toronto? Yeah, John? Yeah, you are right. There we go, Toronto. We also have some questions and topics you sent in, and we'll wrap up the show by talking about some spoilers from the TV tapings. And um, we're going to talk about the the last three shows from the tapings in the spoilers section, but we will be talking about the first show, which airs tomorrow during our new segment because of something that happened there, which ring of honour of have spoiled the hell out of I mean, the, the way they've handled spoilers is terrible. Like, they posted on their Facebook page a giant photo of the new tag champions. Like, you just see Wait, the giant photo, and then above new it... tag champions? <laughs> it's like, a new tag spoiler warning, and then a massive photo. Like, no, that's not how spoiler warnings work. But anyway, we have a spoiler alarm. Ring of Honor can borrow that alarm if they'd like. Um, so yeah, now we're going to talk about the... Latest Ring of Honor TV show, which was Steel Cage Warfare. But before we get to that, we had we had something even better than Steel Cage Warfare, better than the end of Scum, because we all wanted that to end. We have the hashtag Party Boys, John. Last week you were very very critical of the hashtag Party Boys, Mike Sidell and Zizou Medu. Zizou Madou. <laughs>
0: The only what do you thing have... I really like about them
1: is that Zizou Madu's name is fun to say. What about typing it? I must get. You must have to Google it every time you have to type it.
0: I do have to. I actually uh, would pause the video and rewind it until I could <laughs> find the nameplate, which really isn't reliable. That I, now that I realize. Oh it because... no!
1: Remember Charlie Haas and, and Nigel McGuinness with one N. You can't trust those nameplates.
0: No, so. What I wrote may be misspelled a few different times, and I can see I spelled it different ways throughout the uh,
1: report. So, <laughs> 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 anyway, it's doing Mike Sidel. So, Sidel, <laughs> I've seen this match, and I haven't seen the one at Reclamation Night One where I've seen the awful promo because someone talked about it in the forum, but I haven't seen the match. And you, you hated on their match with the Adrenaline Rush, but how do you think they performed here against the Wolves? What did you think?
0: Their performance between here and Reclamation Night 1 is like night and day. This match was so much better and I'm not sure if it had to do with them going against a team like the American Wolves who are much more experienced as a team than General and Rush and are much more experienced wrestlers than General and Rush or if the hashtag Party Boys, I hate that name so much.
1: I swear they weren't called hashtag Party Boys on TV. They they were called the
0: hashtag Party Boys.
1: I could have sworn they were just the Party Boys on TV. Maybe I'm... just
0: Party Boys is bad enough, but, yeah, but the hashtag sets it over sets it over the top. Yeah, it's
1: just... It is atrocious.
0: But their performance against the Wolves was so much better. They actually got in quite a bit of offense mm. on the Wolves, which, which surprised me. They looked really competitive, and I guess a team like the Wolves, they're kind of just brought back for this run they've had since they really don't have anything to do in yeah. singles competition, and this is exactly what they're... Kind of meant to do is put other teams over while looking strong mm. themselves, exactly. and I thought they did a fine job. And they this was a actually pretty good match. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was that bad. To be honest, I was quite surprised when I saw it compared to what you were sort of saying about their initial performance. And I don't know, maybe given some time, they could be okay. But uh, this they're whole... still definitely rough around the edges. As yeah, as well. this this uh, whole hashtag party boys thing, they might have to rethink that. But um, speaking of doing a fine job, as you just said, after this match we had quite a good, a surprisingly good video package, I thought, that sort of recapped the whole Scum versus Ring of Honor storyline prior to Steel Cage Warfare. I thought that was pretty good in sort of reliving the key moments of the storyline. And that then brought us to Steel Cage Warfare, which was Ring of Honor versus Scum. If Scum were to win, Steve Corino would get Nigel his job. If Ring of Honor win, then Scum is disbanded, and well, Kevin Steen defeated Scum, he was the last man remaining on Team Ring of Honor, and there we go, Scum are done. That's the end of them, so before we talk about that and maybe what the future is of each member of Scum, I unfortunately haven't had the time to see this match yet, so John, what do you think? It seems to be a, a match that sort of divided the forum a bit in terms of opinions. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't as highly thought of
0: on the forum as I thought it was.
1: I mm. thought this was a
0: pretty good blow-off to this feud. It didn't match the uh, the violence or intensity levels of past uh, steel cage warfares, but that's because it was on TV and they really couldn't do that. But for what we got, I'd say the first 20 minutes might honestly be skippable, but the drama in the last 10 to 15 minutes, once everybody's in the match, is just insane, especially for a match that we knew the outcome of a month ago. That's true, that was, yeah. that, was, that was my kind of hesitation going into this match. I knew how this was going to end. I remembered the eliminations and everything, and I was afraid that that would hamper my enjoyment of this match, and it did not do that whatsoever. Once Kevin Steen came in as the last entrant, this match really picked it up in a big way, and the closing minutes were just incredible. I thought, especially mm. with Nigel McGinnis getting involved again. Everything about this angle—say so what you will about the angle—you know, it was to me, it was disappointing after the initial. I'm gonna call it the initial
1: uh, introduction. Well, sort of now. the the rebirth of the angle. Re- I guess. Yeah, where it was rebooted basically, and started it, to look like they were gonna do some damage to the company. Yeah,
0: you know, it, it had. I, I think the angle had run its course at, at this point, but. This was a perfect blow-off, I thought. Especially with Steen getting the win in the end, just to kind of take everything full circle. Especially on Jimmy Jacobs, the original member of Scum with Steen. Mm. I, thought, I thought it was very well done.
1: Yeah, I, I think it is good that it did come full circle, but it's also a bit of a missed opportunity in sort of having a breakout star in terms of someone being the one to end Scum and getting that big boost. But, you know, I, I think having Steen do it was also a good idea.
0: Yeah, and they made uh, Jimmy Jacobs look incredible in this match. He went; he was the first entrant in the match for his Scum, and he was the last person to get eliminated. And he did so much, so much stuff throughout the match to look good. Mm. So I was like, so, so he was pretty much the star of this match.
1: That's but, good.
0: But yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this match, and the Scum angle ended on the highest note, other than their introduction at the 11th anniversary show.
1: So that's the end of Scum. I mean. With there being no iPay-per-views, it doesn't really make a difference whether it happened on iPay-per-view or TV, but do you think it was a good idea to end it, or was it too soon? I think it was a
0: good idea to end it. I thought it was an angle that started off with a lot of buzz but quickly fizzled out Mm. because we were getting pretty much the same matches every week. I remember talking about, like, oh, it's another six-man war this week. Oh, it's another hardcore match between the two sides, and it just was kind of running in place for a while it seemed like it didn't seem like anything was really developing yeah so I was happy to see it and I, I I was expecting more out of the angle when it first started but I guess it was I don't know, it was it was ultimately disappointing but I thought yeah, it was. was the perfect opportunity to end it I was surprised when they ended it here
1: uh, I think you give them credit they must have realized that and now someone started hoovering during the podcast that's great so um sorry if you can hear that in the background but i'll give them credit for sort of realizing that hey this isn't perhaps going how we want it to let's just cut it off
0: because i can't
1: imagine this was the long-term plan to end it so soon i'd be very surprised if this was always the you know the goal was to end it yeah yeah to end it on this tv tapings at best in the world weekend so i don't know but uh so what's next for the members of Scum? Do you think we'll see any of them stick around? Or do we even want to see any of them stick well, around? I think, I think Jimmy, J- Jimmy Jacobs, definitely.
0: Yeah, Jimmy Jacobs, definitely. He's already kind of has a storyline with Nigel McGuinness about yeah. being an all-star, all-star extravaganza. That's so hard for me to say for some reason. <laughs> and just... other members, Steve Carino, I'd love to see stick around just because
1: he is fantastic. What do you think fantastic. he's going to do? Anything. I don't care. He can do anything. It'll be entertaining. I think you should stick on commentary because... Kevin Kelly on his own is torture, so they just need to get anyone out there.
0: Maybe they should just uh, mute Kevin Kelly's microphone
1: and not tell him. Oh, please. If someone could do that, anyone from the locker room, sneaking around like unplug some cable or something that mutes Kevin Kelly for the next TV tapings, that'd be great.
0: But I could see Steve Carino being a manager. I know he was getting involved with the whole Adam Cole heel turn. I'm not sure if that's anything significant moving forward, but... He did assist Adam Cole in some of his victories at the last TV tapings and the last Baltimore TV tapings, I should say.
1: That's true. Hmm. It would, but the, go, wait, on. go ahead. Well, I was gonna okay, s- but- <laughs> <laughs> you go, John. Go the on, America. It is not team. We're such but, a good team. We're in sync completely. gone.
0: But the other members of Scum, I'd I love to see Rhino stick around in kind of the role he's in already. But The, other <laughs> the hired Scum, missionary. Yeah, the hired missionary. But the other teams, or the other members of Scum, I really don't care if they stay or go, to be honest. They really didn't add anything whatsoever in no. Rhett Titus or Cliff Compton.
1: <laughs> Cliff Compton. <laughs> I can't even say it. Cliff Compton, biggest flop in a while. That was... I don't know whose fault it is, but he he was literally like he wasn't even there, to be honest, in that group at all. He was meaningless. So I, I agree with you, actually. I think well, mainly just Carino and Jacobs. I'm not Not fussed if Rhino stays or not, so... The rest of them I don't really care about either, so... I'm sure we'll see both Jacobs and Carino. Not sure about the rest. Actually, we're forgetting about... The biggest member of scum, shall I say. Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy.
0: I would love to see him stick around. Oh,
1: no, no.
0: Because I honestly have found him since... It seems like Ring of Honor's best heels are the ones who aren't the best wrestlers but can be awesome on the microphone. Charlie like Charlie Haas, yeah. and now Matt Hardy. I find him extremely entertaining in Ring of Honor. And I honestly think he should have won the title still at the TV tapings.
1: <laughs> yeah, anything would be better than another tournament. But... but
0: I would love to see him stick around, maybe That's capture I... the I TV know. title or something. No, he,
1: just, he doesn't need to get any belt. He just, I mean he already stole that belt, didn't he, for a bit at one point?
0: Yeah, I wonder what no, came the... of that. He, yeah, he walked out of the... Uh, after the title match with the belt in his hands, I'm 9576 Which one? The world
1: title match or the
0: TV? The, the world title match against the, Jay Because there was
1: also a gimmick where he stole the TV title at a house show.
0: Maybe he's just a Brad thief. <laughs> Maybe that's his storyline. He's been stealing food from catering.
1: <laughs> title belts. Um, so yeah, that sort of wraps up our discussion of Steel Cage Warfare. And now we're going to move on to the news, which you can always find during the week when Stephen's not on holiday at rohworld.com.
0: Speaking of scum disbanding, we actually have a new article on the site by Dave titled Goodbye Scum, and it kind of talks about scum being gone, so check it out.
1: Great salesman, John. Keep going.
0: (laughs) We also have reviews of Reclamations Night 1 and 2. We kind of talked about my thoughts on the hashtag PartyBoys earlier. Well, you can read my thoughts on the rest of the show, if you didn't hear them last week on episode 100. For Reclamation Night 1, I got, gave it 3.5 stars out of 5. And for Night 2, Stephen gave it 2.5 out of 5. So it seems like a mixed bag of shows.
1: But... seems like that, that weekend went down a star every day. started off with Night of Hoopla 4.5 and, and just went downhill. But That's seriously... Now... Night of Food Play, you've got to check that out
0: <laughs> I, I still want to see that I have yet to watch You've not
1: it. seen it, oh my god That's worse than me not watching the TV Every week
0: <laughs> Yeah, thanks for judging me for missing one show When you haven't <laughs> watched <laughs> television in like a year
1: No, there was that time a few weeks ago Where I saw it
0: um, <laughs> I, I, I watched it
1: once <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, keep going
0: there's also another article by Dave. He's really picking up our slack this week.
1: About, <laughs> than you and Steve.
0: <laughs> about the new ROH World Tag Team Champions. Last week at the uh, TV tapings in Providence, Rhode Island, Red Dragon was defeated by New Japan Pro Wrestling's Forever Hooligans, Alex Kozlov and Rocky Romero, to pick up the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles.
1: So we want also talk about this now, John. What do you think?
0: I think it's weird.
1: Very, Real, very this,
0: weird. It's really random. Well, I'm assuming it's because they wanted the titles
1: on, on this weekend's all. all I, su- I suppose games. you know, with no world champion, they need a big title match for the All Star Bonanza, as now I'm going to call it.
0: And for um, some reason, Red Dragon can't seem to be allowed into Canada.
1: Who, who is it that's not allowed in? Because O'Reilly is Canadian, but he hasn't been there for ages, apparently. And Bobby and... Fish has missed, never wrestled like for Ring of Honor in Canada.
0: They may just have visa issues. They may not have a passport. Who knows?
1: Maybe Bobby Fish has some sort of. Well,
0: Bobby Fish has to have a passport. He goes to Japan all the time. He must have a secret past
1: that you know we don't know about. Who knows what a fish gets up to when he's in his youth?
0: Well, if you're talking about secret past, we'll be revealing our. Secret pass.
1: Ah, and that's breaking news, John. We need to get to that in a bit. We need to. I'm going to tease it. For, I'm going to tease it for a minute. <laughs> so, the Ferro Hooligans win the belts here last weekend at the TV tapings. It airs tomorrow. Ring of Honor spoil the hell out of it. Um, Red Dragon aren't in Toronto for All Star Extravaganza because we don't know why. You can only speculate. So, American Wolves are getting a shot at this All Star Bonanza, right? Yes, the American Wolves will be challenging for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. And then Red Dragon get a rematch at Manhattan Mayhem 5 in late 90. August? Late August? In a few weeks, yeah. <sighs> the forever hooligans aren't going aren't to leave August as champs, are they? I Surely would be
0: surprised. Not. Yeah, I would be shocked if they do. I see Red Dragon picking the belts back up. I see this as a precautionary move just to get the belts then to Canada. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> the forever hooligans are smuggling the World <laughs> Tag Team titles into Canada. Well,
0: they are hooligans.
1: That's true, yeah. So, but,
0: yeah, I, I, I can't see them taking the...
1: So, do you think the segment. Wolves are going to win at uh, All-Star Extravaganza? No, I, think... I mean, no. then then again, if they did that, they're setting themselves up for Kenny King, because there's rumors all over, over the place that Davey's on his way out, so...
0: Yeah, I, I, I assume that Red Dragon's going to pick right back up where they left off. Manhattan Manhattan mayhem
1: vibe. Yeah, I hope so. Very, very strange. Just it would just be a blip in the uh, sort of reign of Red Dragon that we'll probably forget about quite soon. But I man, I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm I mean, not sort it's, of. Uh, it's it's weird. I'm not like, oh, what a great idea. And I'm not like that's terrible. It's, it's just like indifferent to it. Because I'm not
0: hugely familiar with
1: the Forever Hooligans. All I've seen of them is what
0: they did earlier this year in Ring of Honor. And I thought they were pretty good, so.
1: Mm. Yeah. See, I've been scouting them over in Japan, so I've seen a lot more of their work than you have, but yeah, I'm, I'm I don't really know what to say to be honest.
0: <laughs> well, moving on, Ring of Honor wrestlers can no longer sell their shirts, according to ProWrestling.net. They report that Ring of Honor has forced several wrestlers under contract to remove their shirts from direct sales via Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, the shirt. The wrestlers were told to take down their shirts or Ring of Honor would stop selling their merchandise on the ROH website and at ROH events. Which I think is... I, if they're under contract and this is a clause in their contract, I can understand it. But if they're wrestlers who aren't under contract, I think
1: this is really messed up. I mean, if, if they're not under contract, they can't enforce this, I don't think. I mean, I, I'm assuming they'd only make merch for people who or under contract anyway, because that's how they'd get the um, like royalty from it. Um, but it, it's weird, because like, from our perspective, and maybe from the wrestlers, it sucks, because I know Steen sells a lot of his own custom t-shirts, doesn't he? I mean, it's a bit unclear as to whether it means they can't make any of their own shirts to sell, or if it's only online sales, like maybe they can sell their own ones at indie events, but just not online, because... When they're selling them online, they're directly competing with Ring of Honor's um, store, aren't they? So, from a business sense, it makes sense because they're just going to force everyone to buy the typically average Ring of Honor T-shirts and not buy these sort of custom ones that the that the fan uh, sorry that the wrestlers make.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can understand it from a business standpoint. It makes perfect sense, but for the wrestlers, it kind of sucks because. That is an extra source of income they wouldn't otherwise normally get, and now they're getting limited in that front Mm
1: -hmm. as well. Exactly. I mean, I I, I mean, imagine this. Like, let's say you're pulling. I don't know. I need any wrestler. Jimmy Jacobs. Complete. He doesn't even have a T-shirt. Let's say Ring of Honor made him an official Ring of Honor T-shirt that was terrible, and at the same time he was selling a really cool official T-shirt like that he'd made himself and he was selling he'd have to pull that and lose all the sales from it and then no one would buy the other one because it's crap so like it it's bad in the way that if ring of honor release crap merchandise they're not going to get any sales and then they won't get any sort of royalties from it so especially when these guys presumably don't get paid massive amounts even the ones on ring of under contract with ring of honor so yeah it does kind of suck for a they're the, basically they're trying to be not indie, but they kind of are. Like they're in this weird limbo at the moment, I think. Yeah. But they're uh, trying to they're trying really to act like mega professional and a, you know, an official, like with the interview policy that we felt the wrath the wrath of and stuff and I don't know, very strange. I'm sure it's an S B G thing as opposed to Ring of Honor.
0: Well, in case you're wondering, you can still get a Charlie Haas Hosshole t shirt for six dollars.
1: If someone would like to buy that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. The shipping to England is very expensive on the Ring of Honor store. It's more than the shirt.
0: Yeah, I just thought that'd be you'd be interested in knowing that tidbit of information,
1: and some tidbits
0: and a tidbit of information the ROH cast force will be interested in hearing. We're about to reveal our prior careers. We have this.
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: We have we have this exclusive source that who wishes to remain anonymous. But I think you'd be able to recognize his voice, who reveals our past careers.
1: This this is a clip from RxCast episode 100 where our pasts were revealed on the show. We did not know how he got this information, but I'll, I'll let you hear this. You know, these guys that, that run the ROH podcast, all right? Listen, I hope everyone is listening, all right? These guys that used to run the ROH podcast, they used to be porn stars, all right? <laughs> They changed their lifestyle, all right? They've, you know, decided to move on from their freakiness and get into something a little bit more serious in the wrestling business. So, to all the fans listening to the ROH Wrestling Cast, this is the place for unedited, unedited, exclusive wrestling information based on Ring of Honor Wrestling, all right? So, go to the website, ROH Cast, on Twitter, whatever...
0: I'm shocked I'm I'm appalled by your actions
1: Me? I thought he was talking about you He was talking about you, wasn't he?
0: I mean, I was was proud of my lifestyle
1: (laughs) I love how in that one clip He called it the ROH podcast And then the ROH wrestling cast
0: Before finally,
1: finally getting it right at the end Oh, he did actually get it right, yes there we go, it was a great interview with Prince Nana last, last week for episode 100, so we hope you enjoyed that, uh, that show last week. The
0: Episode 100 was our very own all-star extravaganza. It
1: was, we had Marcus, we had Prince Nana, we had various botches, we had the, the old Charlie House Toot Toot song brought back, yeah, it was, it was a good show. Although we haven't received any feedback on it, so either no one listened or it was awful, I'm going to assume probably both. So... Well, they
0: probably liked it so much they had nothing to say. they were were just left speechless
1: yeah maybe those botches put them off the show at the end four minutes of us trying to prepare some stupid segment (laughs) I love how Prince Nana said unedited and that was the most edited show ever it was atrocious (laughs) anyway moving on with the news
0: Uh, we have moved to the end of the news
1: okay so now we're going to do a preview of the all-star extravaganza five and i pray that there will never be an all-star extravaganza six because this name is it's just too many syllables um so um i believe most of the entire card has been confirmed here so we'll start at the bottom and work our way up we'll give a perhaps what we expect from the show maybe give an infamous prediction which i'm sure will be correct and I believe the show is tomorrow night, Saturday, August 3rd in Toronto. And, uh, well, we don't know when it will be on the Ring of Honor website via video on demand. I'm assuming this would have been an iPay-per-view, but Ring of
0: Honor... Hopefully it
1: goes up pretty quickly. Yeah, fingers crossed Sunday. You know, just, I don't know. Let's Let's just find out. We'll wait and see. So, we have Adam Page... This is New Japan's Kushida.
0: So, Harry, can you tell me a little bit about Kushida? I don't know too much about him.
1: Well, I'm looking at the Star Extravaganza poster now, just to get a reminder about him, because obviously I, I watch so much Japanese wrestling, I kind of forget who's who at this point. So, he's, he's a very smart man. He has a watch drawn onto his wrist tape.
0: What, what time does that watch say? Is it clobbering time?
1: It is clobbering time. You see, he always needs to check his time. knows what's going on in the ring. You know, he's a very smart mind. Likes to keep a, keep, keep to a schedule. So, based on that fact, that, you know, he's, he's going to follow this schedule. He's got a plan he's going to follow. He's going to keep it to the minute. He, maybe he just worked by the hour. So, he's going to make sure he doesn't work any more than he needs to. He's going to make quick work of Adam Page and defeat him.
0: Is that your bold prediction for the night?
1: Yep. You got anything else to add?
0: No, I think that summarizes it pretty well. I might rewrite my preview saying just that.
1: <laughs> then we have a triple threat spot fest Bonanza match. <laughs> and I say that in not a negative way because I'm really looking forward to this. I don't think I'm excited for any match on this yeah, card this, more this, than this match. this match, match is going to be my... It'll probably be the match of the night, and it's the one I'm looking forward to the most. The Young Bucks return Nick and Matt Jackson... Who have not signed a contract with Ring of Honor, there's some confusion. They're not sort of sticking around part time. This is probably just a or maybe a one off, maybe a couple more rare appearances. Versus Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander versus Adrenaline Rush. Could they have found
0: three more perfect teams to have a triple threat? Now you say that, together?
1: but you know, what if Adrenaline Rush used their new groundwork that they debuted on the hashtag party boys?
0: Well just tell them to stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is going to be crazy. This needs to be opener. It's it's just going to be so fast paced, high flying. It's going to be so entertaining. So many super kicks. It's going to be great. I don't, who do you think it's going to win? Though that is a tough question here because there's no debating whether it's going to be good or not or on paper. So
0: I don't see the Bucks winning because
1: they, they're never, gonna, they they're never they're not going to stick around full time. No, they're,
0: they're they're tag team champions in another promotion. There's rumors of them going back to TNA. Hmm. I don't. I don't see them picking up the win here. It's
1: got to be C and C. Come on, surely.
0: I was thinking it's got to be C and C because they're the most experienced of the other two teams in the match, and they're kind of on the right on the cusp of winning the tag team titles, but not quite. And I think a match they should
1: like turn heel here and win. We've we've discussed this before the possibility of them turning heel because they're kind of getting a little stale because they just sort of have been floating at the exact same level. Like, they started off, like, as a new team, everyone was like, Ugh. Then they sort of shot up the ranks, like, oh, wow, these guys are awesome. And they've just stayed at the same point for ages and never got that sort of big win or, you know, they've had a lot of tag shots, but there's always been sort of shenanigans going on and I think sort of rebooting them a bit, kind of like the try-to with Michael Bennett. Um do something unique with them and maybe start fresh, so to speak, so you know, maybe... I uh... don't
0: see how... I don't, I don't see CNC working as a heel unit. I can maybe see, I, I can see Alexander as a heel on his own, but for
1: some reason, I just can't picture Caprice Coleman as a heel. I suppose he's a man of God, isn't he? So how are they gonna... How are they gonna put that over on commentary? Did you know that... <laughs> what are those two facts that Kevin Kelly says every single match? Like he's a oh, what is Caprice Coleman? A minister, Ministers. ordained minister. Ordained minister, that's it. Every single time. They might as well put that on the tail of the tape. I think. <laughs> um,
0: back in TNA, they used to always say.
1: No, I can't remember what it is. Never mind. Relic is killer spelled backwards.
0: Relic is killer spelled backwards.
1: <laughs> Just like Caprice Coleman is a uh, ordained minister. So they might, yeah. If he did turn heel, they probably shouldn't bring that up anymore. That'll look bad. Um, so. Are we in agreement? CNC gonna win that? I believe so. I can't see it in being.
0: Well, I say it's between CNC and Adrenaline Rush. I I'll don't... say I'll say seventy-five percent CNC, twenty-five percent Adrenaline Rush. Yeah,
1: too scared to take a stand. So,
0: <laughs> alright, you call me. I'll go take a stand later. Then I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll find something to take a stand on.
1: So up next we have a quarter-final match, which is strange because the first one hasn't finished yet. For this the is stupid. This is so. Dumb! This is going to be the hardest
0: tournament in the world to follow because there's first round matches on TV airing out of order from these matches on the house show, airing out of order with the matches at Manhattan Mayhem Five. Oh, like they just do it all on the same night.
1: Well, because there's like 20 men in the tournament, they couldn't do that in there's one. There's
0: 16 men. There's eight matches. That could be a show on its own.
1: Oh, are you talking about all the first round matches? Yeah. Oh yeah, that would have been yeah that made, that would have made sense. They didn't have many on the TV at all, did they? They they just want to spread out the big names. That's why. And you know, especially when you've got matches like Michael Bennett versus BJ Whitmer
0: for you, the third time because we first two were so
1: great. You got to spread those out. You know those those big matches can sell a show by itself. So you don't put one on one. So the quarterfinal match somehow is Adam Cole versus the soon to be possibly undeclared this the unbeatable Jay Lethal we're in talks of taking that nickname away from him and maybe giving it to Bobby Fish at this point um
0: I I believe that would be a good idea because I see Jay Lethal losing in this match
1: I think we said that you know he's ever since he slipped over the ropes he's lost so many times like he's lost his mojo yeah Jimmy Jacobs he's been tapping out and we've said that if he doesn't win this tournament because technically it's not a title match until the end. That's his kryptonite. Then he's, he's not unbeatable anymore. He loses that name and it goes to someone else. So I agree. There's no way that Adam Cole's going to lose this here. So he's going to advance to the semifinals by beating Jay Lethal. And there will probably be some sort of shenanigans. Whether Carino's involved, whether he uses some sort of foreign object, I don't know. But yeah, Adam Cole's going to win.
0: Sure. But I think this could be potentially the best match of the night. These two are two of the best wrestlers in the company. Yeah.
1: And can, I can yeah. see them
0: just clicking really well.
1: Mm. Then we have five first round matches in addition to that one quarter final match. We have Tommaso Ciampa taking on Silas Young, which is a rematch from Reclamation Night 2. Another rematch in this tournament in addition to the Whitmer Bennett one. So what do you? Uh, who do you think is going to win that? I think it's got to be Ciampa. I think yeah. he's a
0: dark horse to go all the way to the finals. I don't think he'll make it quite that far. He'll make guess, it
1: far, as far I as he, see it, he can. I can see him making it to the
0: final four, mm. but not quite to the end. Yeah, I agree. And I'm happy that that uh, Silas Young is getting an opportunity like this. Mm. I think he's somebody who could be a major player in Ring of Honor, and this could be like, the first step in establishing himself. If he looks competitive against Ciampa, who is... You know, gone toe-to-toe with Michael Elgin, you know, just last month or two months ago now. So, yeah, I I, 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 I think if Silas Young looks competitive here, it could be a stepping stone to something bigger for him. I'm I'm excited to see how this match plays out. It could
1: be a real breakout match for him, so hopefully it gets like a solid amount of time given to it. So, But a match that we hope gets no time is Michael Bennett taking on BJ Whitmer. Can this it's, get no it, time on the podcast? And it's BJ3. Well? Can, can this
0: get no time on the podcast, too? Can it skip to the uh, next match?
1: Is it, all right, who's going to win? I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, pff, BJ Whitman. No. Kinda...
0: I, it's got to be Miguel Bennett.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then we have a first round match as the TV champion Matt Taven takes on Roderick Strong.
0: I think Taven has to perform well in this tournament. I think He, he has can't to get
1: squashed like he did against
0: I think he, I think he has to win his first, at least one match in this tournament.
1: Mm, I don't know, though. It's Roderick Strong.
0: But a loss for Roderick Strong would not hurt him whatsoever.
1: Can you remember the brackets off the top of your head? As the man of the news, you should know who would Roderick I... Strong be in line to face. If you're like, who is the winner of this? Shh. If you
0: give me a minute, I will be able to Tell you, I haven't photographic <laughs> photographic memory. And I'm trying to go through everything real quick in my head. So if you fill some time, I will be able to do that for you.
1: <laughs> it's alright. I've already found it. Um, the winner of this match will face the winner of Kevin Steen, Brian Kendrick. So, so I think did did uh, Steen
0: beat Taven at the?
1: You, he destroyed him. Yeah. No, wait. Taven beat him. He got squashed, rage, but then Taven beat him. Thanks well, to I,
0: I think I think it's going to be Taven versus Steen in the second round with Steen overcoming the odds against his f- longtime <laughs> foe and bitter <laughs> enemy.
1: That very tough opponent. But I, that... think,
0: I think that Taven has to win this cleanly. We've been saying that for months and months and months now, but it's got to happen at some point. He's done it several times. They've sent Martini and the House of Truth to the back, and I think they need to do the same here mm. because I think he needs to prove that he can do it on his own. Yeah, and, that if,
1: and if he does it here, it will really establish himself as a credible threat. They'll give more credibility to the belt as well. Because when you have a guy like Taven who keeps winning with shenanigans and getting destroyed by Steen as the champion, it sort of devalues the belt. So, yeah, hopefully he'll beat strong. I'm a bit, I'm not sure if I agree, if it'll definitely happen, but we'll have to to wait. That's my stand. Taven's winning clean. So then we have Paul London taking on Michael Elgin. It's got to be Elgin. Definitely. Yeah, finally we're getting this match.
0: Yes, finally we're getting this match. We were promised this after Border Wars until Dave Richards decided to stomp on Paul London's face. <laughs> but I'm happy if we're getting this match. It should be a great, great match. Mm. Elgin always works extremely extremely well with the smaller, quicker opponents, such as Paul London. So I'm expecting big things here with Elgin getting the win in the end. Yeah.
1: I mean, can you imagine if Elgin lost? All that time, number 6 <laughs> contender, number 5, all the way up to number 1, and he <laughs> first round the tournament he's out. <laughs> Oh, it'd be hilarious. And then we have another first-round match. Kevin Steen versus Brian Kendrick. Now, I've never really been a big fan of Brian Kendrick, personally. I mean, I wasn't a fan of him in WWE, or I thought he was dreadful in TNA, but a lot of people are. A lot of people are when they go to TNA, so...
0: I'm not sure what to expect with this match.
1: No, I, I, I'm not, I'm not excited at all.
0: I think it'll be a match based more around their characters than the actual in-ring action because there could not be more polar opposite of people in this match. You have Kevin Steen the crazy insane person and you have Brian Kendrick like the zen laid back guy and it should be fun to watch their characters interact with each other, but I'm not sure how it will how it will play into the in-ring action itself. Mm-hmm.
1: I it's going to win. I think it has to be Steen, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, it's definitely going to be Steen. So, out of all the outside guys they brought in, which ones are advancing to the second round? Just Carl Anderson?
1: Yeah. That's You're right. Yep. Unless we're wrong with these predictions, but a lot of them seem... Pretty too,
0: cut and dry. Yeah,
1: especially like Elgin.
0: And I realized I just spoiled a part of the TV taping. I I
1: apologize. At John JohnShue89, for all of the uh, abuse for that. So, we have then our main event, which clearly explains why this title switch happened, because it's the main event. The Forever Hooligans defend their newly won Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles against the American Wolves.
0: This was a very good match at the 11th anniversary show, and I'm expecting nothing different here. Well... so. Oh, I'm actually, actually, I'm expecting it to be a little bit better match because it is going to be the main event. I
1: expect it to be better than I remember. There was like we didn't, none of us on the ROH wrestling cast, <laughs> as Nana says, knew anything about the hooligans really before that match, and everyone was saying, "Oh, dream tag team match, dream tag team match," and it kind of didn't hit that, but it was still very good. So I'm hoping this main event, tag titles on the line, will be even better. So you look at that card has the potential to be very good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure there'll be full results on rhworld.com this weekend. If you want to talk about the show, be sure to head on over to our forum. There'll be people talking about it there. And as soon as the show is available, whenever that may be, we'll have a a full review to see if it's worth a watch. So, uh, yeah, that wraps up our preview of the All-Star Extravaganza 5. Which takes place tomorrow in Toronto. And then we begin the road to. Wow, it's only two weeks later. Manhattan Mayhem 5 is the 17th. So we'll have to uh, preview that when that happens. So now we're going to move on to the questions and topics that you've sent in. And unfortunately, I'm in the wrong folder. Here we go.
0: Way to be professional, Harry. <laughs>
1: Okay, so we'll get to the questions that you sent in now, and I probably should say, if you actually want to send your own question in, there's several ways you can do this. You can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com/rohworld. You can go on our forum, rohworld.com/forum, or you can go uh, tweet us at roh underscore world and we'll read your question or topic out on the show and discuss it. So We'll start off with Twitter. Kenny Jackson says who do you think will win the world title? His pick is Adam Cole. and I think we've discussed this many times and I believe we're in agreement with him. Adam Cole? Are you still uh, thinking that?
0: I'm still thinking Adam Cole. If I had to rank him one through, like one, two, and three, I'd say Adam Cole. Elgin Champa. Elgin. Champ. Uh, yeah. The only other option I could honestly see would be Steen.
1: No, I, I Not so soon after we're just losing it. Um, spanky on you. Will Scarlet be singing the Hoopla anthem to start the show? Unfortunately not, but she's welcome to come and do that if she'd like.
0: She is uh, welcome on this show anytime.
1: Will Cheeseburger lead the new nation of domination with Tadarius Thomas, ACH and Athena.
0: Harry has heard my booking plans if I ever take over for Ring of Honor,
1: and I believe that might have been among them. (laughs) I don't think that's happening, but to be honest, anything that Cheeseburger does is gold, so... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Was Davy more entertaining at Night of Hoopla than he has been his whole career? Well, Harry? You're asking me? Oh, you haven't seen it, have you? I haven't seen it. Um, this is a role reversal here. Well, he was very entertaining in sort of a comedy way with singing and dancing and humping the very viciously humping the turnbuckle. He was really, <laughs> trust me, he was really sort of into it. He was quite violent.
0: Like, did uh, I like, feel violated?
1: <laughs> Almost. Like,
0: like just watching it?
1: <laughs> so that was entertaining from a comedy perspective, but he's always been extremely entertaining from a different way in just in terms of his matches. So.
0: But I think lately you can tell he's been having more fun in the ring again. Just the yeah. way he acts, he's, he seems like in a lighter mood.
1: Mm. And it's just more. he's just
0: been more fun to watch lately, I think.
1: Especially with the hip swivel thing, it makes me laugh every time. Would you be down for Joey Ryan joining the House of Truth?
0: Eh, I'm not I mean, that if... big of a Joey Ryan fan. I mean, he would be a perfect fit. The, the for gimmick fits dude. a lot more than Taven, but... Maybe bring him in as a tag team partner for Taven, if they need to move move him away from a singles competitor. But, uh, it might be too much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen much of his work, so... And there isn't, doesn't seem to be much outcry in the forum for him, so... Typically, the forum knows the ones worth bringing in most of the time. So he's been in
0: Ring of Honor previously, but he was a member of the Embassy and was horribly like out of, out of uh, the comfort, out of his comfort zone, out of where he should have been used. He was mismanaged, I guess. I mm. kind of say.
1: We have one from uh, XHC. Greetings from Canterbury, England. That's near you, isn't it? <laughs> Um, this isn't quite a question, but I have a theory and I thought I might share it with the ROH cast. Does anyone else think that Ring of Honor feels like the unofficial development territory for WWE? Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Chris Hero, Claudio Castagnoli, Tyler Black, etc. Should do, I don't know about this bit. Should WWE give money to ROH to the same way that they gave money? to Paul Heyman in the 90s for taking talent from ECW if in the future do we retake more talent from Ring of Honor? Did I don't they, think... Uh, did they, they used to pay ECW? Yeah, they did. I didn't know that. Why? Yeah. Why did they?
0: For the exact reason he just said.
1: What, to sort of... Because but...
0: Because WWE used to send some talent down to ECW.
1: Right. Um, to get them to, to learn. and.
0: Yeah, it was kind of a unofficial developmental territory like just he's to trying say. to say yeah but uh, you know, I'm, no. honor isn't the only company sending a lot of talent to wwe i mean we just had who sim Riddle, Soul, sol and Sammy callahan signed from dragon gate usa and evolve so it's el, kinda... Gener-
1: el generico technically wasn't in ring of honor at the time he signed yeah he, no, so... he, he hadn't been around for ages
0: So, I mean, if they're going to do that for Ring of Honor, they should also do it for them.
1: Mm. The thing is, if Ring of Honor... I mean, the way the the redevelopment seems to work now is they get guys in and then teach them their style, how to wrestle, like, WWE matches on NXT or whatever. So, if they were to start paying Ring of Honor, they'd probably want them to, like, hey, make sure these guys learn how to do this or whatever, or the specific things they need to do for their products. So, I can't ever see that happening, but... I think we'll always see guys go from Ring of Honor to, uh, to WWE, definitely. Adam Cole will be next, I think. We Although we said that and then he... Signed resigned, yeah. Resigned, so who knows. Um, we have one from our friend in Poland. KL underscore. Do you think Sinclair Broadcast Group will invest in Ring of Honor so much money... To make ROH events in Europe, or at least have Ring of Honor Wrestling available on TV in this continent. So we'll we'll split that up into two, shall we, John? All right. The what, TV. What's the first part? We'll start off with the second part. TV. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> the TV. Do you think the TV will ever sort of? I mean, is it in Canada?
0: Well, they need to focus on getting in all the major markets in the U.S. first. They're That's not even on thinking, yeah. in New York City, which is they're the most. What? Yeah, they're not. As far as I know, unless it's when they first took over, they were not on in New York City.
1: Are they in like Canada?
0: I have no idea.
1: Because, you know, obviously it costs. what well, it doesn't. I'll be honest. I... TV in America is much different over here. Is it on all of the channels that Sinclair own? Is that how it works? Yes. And Sinclair just doesn't own anything in New York?
0: Yeah, they just don't own a station in New York.
1: Right, I see. So, for stuff to air in America, or or maybe just North America like in, in general... Well, I mean, to...
0: They're on in like certain cities in New York, but not New York City itself.
1: Right, I see. Okay. So, I think if they're not putting in the money to get it shown everywhere in America, I doubt they're going to see the point of promoting it You know, putting on TV in England because what's the financial gain of that apart from the TV advertising? Because there's 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 no house shows to promote in England. There's no, you know, there's no I pay per views anymore. The the merch, yeah, they can promote the merch, but most unless they have like a European dedicated shop, you don't really want to have to order and pay postage or import fees or anything. So, I I think it's very unlikely we'll see them expand to area in England and. Because they're such a TV-focused company, if there's no TV here, there's going to be no events here. I think yeah, you're in agreement that, with that. That makes perfect sense. And I, I think I joked that we're more likely to get a live ROH cast in England than we are a live Ring of Honor TV, you know, event anytime soon. Aren't you coming over to uh, jolly old England, as as you would say, soon?
0: Hopefully, uh, not this year, unfortunately, but maybe next
1: year. RH cast 150, I'm telling you. Live. <laughs> Book your tickets now to fly over to listen to us talk. <laughs> um, KL underscore continues. Ask your girlfriend if you don't have one, ask your mother. <laughs> Which Ooh, that rest-
0: sounds like I've got a weird
1: burn. Yeah, that is. That's, that's a bit mean, KL, KL <laughs> underscore. Come on. Which RH wrestler is the most handsome? Is your... Uh, Girlfriend around, John? She but, is not at the moment, no. Well, we know the answer to this question anyways. Adam Cole.
0: Yes, it's either Adam Cole or Adam Page, according to Steve
1: Carino. We, do, we don't need to ask, you know, girlfriends or mothers, as you say, so we don't need to ask them. We know the answer. Adam Cole. And now he has a special request. I don't know if we should ask this after he just defended us and burned us. And now sing Prince Nana's We're In The Money. Take it I mean,
0: away. No, I mean you're the you're the singer here.
1: No, I'm not. I am too busy. I don't have enough time to sing anymore. That's part of my sort of We
0: in the money. We in the money. Doot 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 doot
1: do do There we go. There we go.
0: I should uh... try out for American Idol.
1: <laughs> Just go on stage and sing that. <laughs> um Felker Pat says who do you think is the most disappointing wrestler in ROH history, either in terms of failing to live up to hype, never being able to get over, or being poorly booked?
0: In ROH history? Can yeah, we limit that can, let's limit this to uh can we limit this like last few years to make it easier to uh
1: kind of yeah, digest off, and off the top go? of our head. We should probably read this in advance and prepare, you know, legitimate answers eh. But I mean Yeah. I don't know. the, I mean, Cliff Compton is a very recent one. Yeah. Uh, um, Brett Titus. After, especially you know, after,
0: yeah, because a year ago, he was probably...
1: We thought he was going to be next world champ when that whole Kenny King thing happened. He had that world tot- shot and everything, and then he just completely he bombed. Just yeah. Joe um, uh, Benjamin,
0: kind of. The world's greatest tag team.
1: Yeah, world's greatest tag team, especially Shelton. We thought he was going to be having all these great singles matches and he, they just never came to fruition whatsoever, did they?
0: No, he had like one singles match ever.
1: <laughs> it was against Mike Bennett. <laughs> can we say Mike Bennett as well?
0: Yeah, we can say Mike Bennett. I mean, is... we are the ones answering the questions.
1: I mean, I don't know about most disappointing ever, but he's had a lot of huge wins. And then he just sort of disappears. So that's, you know, his his question did mention about being poorly booked. And I think that's a lot of the issues with... The newly named Michael Bennett, um, you know, getting the wins over Jerry Lynn and who else did he beat? The beat, uh, beat some. Oh God, who was it? Oh, Lance Storm. Lance Storm. i could probably forget the three matches or whatever it was? And yeah, he got those big wins over legends, became like a legend killer, and disappeared. And what about also, hom-
0: what about what about? Um, I was gonna say Homicide in his last run, which was pretty bad. But what about Roderick Strong's world title reign?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It did have the burrito Street for it as well, didn't it? Yes, it did. <laughs> Stephen likes to call it. I think, looking at the roster page now, the newest addition to the roster is probably the most disappointing ever. The vacant world title. I mean, what has he done? He's just sat on the roster. He's done nothing. He has is no that... bio
0: or anything. He does think... have... Sixty-five what? tweets and one hundred eleven thousand Facebook <laughs> likes.
1: I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's the world title. <laughs> um, I think we might have to get vacant world title on the show for an interview. What do you think?
0: I think he's a man of few words, so I'm not sure how good of an interview that
1: would be. But I'm interested to hear from him. He's on the roster, and he's, he's made basically no impact at all. It's very very disappointing. He's yeah, there we go. I think the award for most disappointing ever goes to vacant world title. Um, Now we have one from, I'm going to botch this. I'm sorry, Stan, I'm not going to say your surname because I'm afraid I'm going to botch it. Stan says, in real real life, I'm a financial professional. Are you listening or texting, John? I'm doing both. I can multitask. In Sinclair's 2012 financial statement, there is exactly one sentence... In 85 pages about Ring of Honor. (laughs) What? This one sentence indicates they paid 100,000 over fair market value for Ring of Honor. This indicates that Sinclair feels there will be little to no growth in Ring of Honor anytime soon. In Sinclair's recent quarterly report, Ring of Honor is mentioned exactly zero times in seven pages. Additionally, the operating income slash expense of Ring of Honor is not specifically separated in the income statement. It appears to be lumped into other. That usually indicates that they are not profitable. Also, Sinclair is taking a lot of debt taking on a lot of debt to purchase more television stations. With all the technical mumble out of the way, what do you think is the possibility of Sinclair selling or closing Ring of Honor? in the next few years uh, that is probably the most professional question we've ever received and obviously we cannot verify any of these statements if they are or, true
0: or fully understand what any of that meant
1: I, I, I think I understand it and I give, okay, I'm give. i not good, with, I'm
0: not good with numbers or, or jargon as I they trust
1: say. the American uh, I was going to say I trust the American bearded nightmare but I certainly don't know do that I trust the RH cast force to have understood what Stan was saying and I hope this is true and not some sort of troll it could be marketh for all we know but
0: but that's a great that's some great research on his part
1: that is very interesting to hear that on this you know the big t- 2012 financial statement it was mentioned once like we often we've talked about um on the show before like the massive profits and revenue that sbg has uh, as a whole and ring of honor in that company must be this tiny tiny entity that by the sounds of it, doesn't make that much money, if any, because if it did, they'd probably wouldn't lump it into just other. Because if it was something to show, then they'd obviously document it. I'm I'm not a financial expert. I can only guess.
0: Yeah, to me, I can only assume they're using Ring of Honor as a tool to f- fill airtime
1: to get advertising revenue. That's the yeah. only thing I can really see them using Ring of Honor for. So now that they, you know, they do completely own this. We'll, we'll, we'll sort of answer the question that he's, he's got here in addition to his research. So it's quite interesting, actually. What do you think of them selling it or closing it down, and which of the two do you think is more likely within the next few years?
0: I think they would try to sell it before they close it down, because it would just make try to make sense to get some kind of return on your investment. Exactly,
1: exactly, yeah. But would so I anyone mean, buy it?
0: I'm sure somebody would buy it, Some. Kerry Silken could buy it. Some like somebody or a Kerry silken like person, somebody who loves
1: we could wrestling that much. It. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'd, it, I'd, I'd,
0: I'd pitch in. I'd pitch in twenty bucks. Can you imagine if it was it.
1: owned by the ROH World Forum members? Oh God! Like the, <laughs> the booking meeting is a thread with like however many members we have all arguing over the who should be the world champion. Oh dear. Yeah. So I mean, they obviously would would try and just sell it. They wouldn't. To try and make a return on their investment, but in a company like that, it, that's why the IP views were never fixed because they don't want to spend the money to fix the issues because they can't then make a profit on that investment. Like if they paid, I'm just going to pull a these numbers are not obviously not what it really costs, but if they were to pay one million dollars to have an IP view that was flawless, but then they only make five hundred thousand dollars from sales, they're also not going to do that. So, clearly they only want to spend as little as possible to actually make some sort of return on that investment and if there ever comes a time where it's either not profitable or it needs more money than makes sense they'll just try and get rid of it. It's, they, don't, they won't have the sort of carey in, oh we love Ring of Honor, kind of passion for it and not want to get rid of it, so who knows what will happen in the future. But there will always be an RH cast, won't there, John? I
0: mean, if it cuts us down, why?
1: <laughs> Don't tell him that. Um, and he has a follow-up question. Um, many people say TNA's promotion still alive only because of television. What about Ring of Honor? Are they only live because of television as well? If Sinclair pulled out, it appears that Ring of Honor would not be able to survive on their own. What would they have to change to be able to keep their doors open? I mean, yeah, Ring of Honor is just a TV-focused show now, isn't it, clearly? Yeah. It's all about the TV, getting the 855, get you more 855 cash now things (laughs) all over the TV show, getting the money from that. Um, I mean, if Sinclair obviously got rid of the company, then they wouldn't be on the SPG shows anymore. I mean, Ring of Honor had a TV deal, they had HDNet, and that... Really, do anything for them? I, I don't know. I
0: don't think it did, to be honest with you. I mean, it got I mean, me You've got me to be a fan.
1: I mean, obviously, neither of us have run a wrestling company, so I don't know where, you know, where do, for example, TNA or WWE make the most of their money? I mean, the way I see it is that the TV is like one long advert to, to buy the DVDs. To buy. DVDs, merchandise, the the pay-per-views and attend live events because one thing about hmm, it's hard to explain with WWE not because not every single show is shown on TV like for example if let's say John Raw House show in Jacksonville, Florida the only way you can see that is by paying the money to go there Yeah. but with Ring of Honor we can watch them all online. So oh, like, yeah, what I'm saying is that RAW is basically promotion. Go and see this in your local town. Go basically. and
0: go and see this in your local town, and go and see the and go and go and order the pay-per-views. When for yeah. Ring of Honor, it's it's hey, if you watch this on TV, you know there's more of it on these DVDs, than there's
1: more of it when it comes to your hometown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now that they've, ditched the uh, I'll I'll be interested to see how these video on demand sell compared to the pay-per-views because. Watching in live is completely different to watching it one, maybe two days later with possible buffering and spoilers will be everywhere. You know Ring of Honor will probably post the spoilers on the front page, so yeah, I'm not... Do you... let's, let's say, for example, hypothetically that Sinclair sell Ring of Honor to someone and they don't have a TV show, could they survive? Could they... Is that even feasible anymore?
0: they would have to drastically change a lot of things if they want to do that
1: mm. yeah it's because it's, you know the DVD market is is falling drastically a lot of push toward digital and Ring of Honor can't exactly do anything digitally right so I don't really know what they would do for income they'd probably have to produce a lot of you know maybe if they sold RH Cast t-shirts they can make up their money then <laughs> Do you think if we started doing that, we'd have to have them pulled as well? We're not under contract with Ring of Honor, are we?
0: Oh, um, I might have a secret.
1: <laughs> so that brings an end. No, it doesn't. Oh, crap, the spoiler.
0: We've got spoilers. Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, my God. Right. Let's do this. For those of you who do not want to hear spoilers from the next three weeks of Ring of Honor television please stop
0: listening now
1: yeah we need kevin kelly to make sure he does a spoiler warning
0: um, I, mean, I could like kind of undress a little bit and kind of give you like a weekend roundup kind of thing like kevin kelly does we
1: need some we need some rap music going as well boom, so boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so that brings an end to the spoiler free segment of the rh cast episode 101 with the a team myself and john we hope you enjoyed the show for those who are sticking around here is your spoiler warning Episode 1, as we have already sort of discussed, will air tomorrow, August 3rd. Adrenaline Rush defeated 3.0, who are Scott Parker and Shane Matthews. From Shikara Pro Wrestling. Nigel McGuinness came to the ring and discussed how he was forced to strip Jay Briscoe of the world title. And he says that honor has been restored to Ring of Honor. Um, Red Dragon interrupt and demand that their grand match is changed to a tag team title match. match. I'm starting to think they shouldn't have done that. Um, In the World Title Tournament qualifier...
0: Wait, wait, wait. Before you move on, before you move on, earlier today, on August the 2nd, 2013, the day we recorded this episode of the ROH cast, Jay Briscoe put on Twitter about if you're going to Toronto tomorrow to watch the ROH show, to uh, physically harm Nigel McGuinness for him. So I have a feeling that this is all storyline to bring him back in eventually. Oh, no. Oh,
1: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, no. That means this tournament was... Pointless. Oh, my usually God. Usually avoidable. It, it, oh, God. oh, No. No. <laughs> let's just move on because i have just rant for hours about that that is ridiculous if he's not actually leaving if he's just taking a hiatus like a summer tjp young bucks hiatus why do the tournament um world title tournament qualifier Silas young beat adam page and qt (laughs) marshall um i don't know qt marshall got in there um And then in the main event, the Forever Hooligans beat Red Dragon to become the new World Tag Team Champions. Romero pinned O'Reilly to capture the gold. It would be
0: cool to see a moment like this on television. Because we don't get too much
1: of this on television. No, what we do normally get is something like this. Episode 2 kicks off with Michael Bennett defeating Brutal Bob Evans. But wait,
0: this is worth watching for one reason.
1: Because Cheeseburger came out and tried to attack Bennett. But it completely botched and he got given a power driver. So, do
0: you think Bob Evans tried to pound any sweet,
1: delicate mouths? As long as he's not harming Cheeseburger, I don't care what he does. Okay. And I believe this is actually, um, as part of Stephen's Pants Off, Dance Off World Tour, he actually stopped off in um, Providence to see this match, just this match in particular. Mischief defeated Jesse Brooks. Apparently, the crowd in Providence weren't big fans of this, apart from one person in a, an RX Cash shirt hollering a lot. But Without think, his pants off. Exactly. Uh, then, in the main event that sounds possibly good. very, very good, yeah, Michael Elgin, Kevin Steen, and Tommaso Champa. That is a. You don't want to mess with that team, do you? <laughs> Defeated the American Wolves and BJ Whitmer.
0: So Why John. is BJ Whitmer getting these kind of opportunities. Nothing against him as a wrestler, he's okay, but he's nowhere near the level of the other five men in this match.
1: Who would you put in that spot? Uh Jay Lethal. No, oh, yeah, that would have been good. Um yeah, nothing... yeah, I think we talked about Whitmer before. Nothing against him. He does have good matches, but
0: just I just something. don't care about him. He's he just...
1: just his character. He just hasn't had any sort of character developments. So we've got no reason to sort of care about him. He yeah, looks gonna... like a big baby to me. <laughs> like a, like
0: a... took a baby and just like stretched it out into adult size.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Please say that to him if you ever meet him. I'd love to see the result. I want to put you on the spot here, John. Team names. We need team names for those two teams. Um, American Wolves and BJ Whitman. What you got? Oh, there's not. There's a very obvious one,
0: the American BJ's.
1: Yep, and versus who are they taking on?
0: The unbreakable unbr- one. Uh, what's Kevin Steen? The uh, Wrestling's Worst Nightmare and Sicilian psychopath. <laughs> psychopath. There's got to be some these Sicilian Unbreakable
1: Nightmares. There we go. Then we have a an uh, episode three, August seventeenth, a four corner survival. Not the five-corner survival that Steven invented. Brian Fury, who I swear is a, is a wrestler from... Uh, not a wrestler, a fighter from Tekken. You ever play Tekken?
0: It's, yeah, he's a comic book guy, too, I believe.
1: Brian Fury, yeah, he's in, he's in Tekken. Definitely in Tekken Tag Tournament. Who was, uh, your,
0: who was your go-to guy when you played Tekken?
1: Um, oh What's his name? Horang? I
0: always it, used... The uh,
1: redhead guy, who kicks.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always used... Uh, I believe he was the king. The guy with the uh, Jaguar. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, just because he's a Jaguar.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should. We need to play Tekken sometime. Um, Brian Fury defeated... <laughs> oh, I'm trying to come up with three Tekken names off the top of my head, but completely forgot. Um, he defeated Vinny Marseglia, Todd Hansen, and Congo. Truth Martini was on commentary with Kevin Kelly for that one. So, at there's some kind of redeeming quality about this match. Yeah. Plus, you get to see Brian from Tekken in real life, who I didn't know existed. Um, Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander defeated the Hashtag Party Boys. <sighs> <laughs> they're not bad. They're just annoying. Then, before we kick off round one of... The- Why did round one... Wait, 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 wait. Round one will air starting August 17th. But round well, two will be round contested two tomorrow. Two matches can, happens tomorrow. Oh my God, I, I don't know. But before we kick off this tournament, even though it starts tomorrow, on the August 17th show, Nigel McGuinness brings out Carey Silkin and 80s action villain Joe Coff <laughs> and his brother Jerk to talk about how important the world title is. I'll just you know,
0: so, how important is the world
1: title? I'd, I'd love to see what Jokov have to say about how important the belt is. It's so important that we just come up with a crappy tournament and have no champion for three months. Um, Then in uh, round one, Unbeatable Jay Lethal defeated Sh- Sanjay Dutt with the Lethal Injection. Then finally, episode four. The well, original
0: was... player from the Himalaya. Sanjay exactly. Said. Exactly. He did the sprinkler. <laughs>
1: August 24, 2013, Matt Taven defeated Brian Fury. He's back! He's... he's.
0: If you could bring one video game character to life to compete in Ring of Honor, who would you bring? Oh my god, that is... That is tough. That's a question we should have asked ACH. That Yeah, that would have been a good question.
1: How about Tubby Toucan? <laughs> now available on the <laughs> iPad.
0: It is a great um, game. I believe TJP said he played it for 12 hours straight? <laughs> was, that, was that the
1: quote he told you? I don't know. In terms of... I don't know. That's...
0: How about... Uh, never mind. I was going to say uh, Scorpion from
1: uh, from Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. You'd want someone who could... Who has this sort of athleticism. Maybe like Raiden from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, that's one i would have to think about. Too many. Uh...
0: Ask somebody. Tweet us that question next week, <laughs> so we can answer it properly.
1: <laughs> um, I just sort of glanced over at my game collection, and trying how, to.
0: How about how about uh, the guy from Assassin's Creed?
1: Ezio or something. Yeah. yeah just stab people for me.
0: Well, yeah, but, but
1: yeah, you're right. Technically, Batman's a video game character because of the Arkham City games. Well, no,
0: technically, so is Superman and Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, but those games are crap. Well,
0: te- te- technically, Spider-Man was a wrestler in the 2002 Toby Tim- Maguire classic.
1: <laughs> was he?
0: Yeah, remember he beat uh, he beat Macho Man Randy Savage in oh, the match?
1: yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, was was it Bone
0: Crusher? <laughs> oh, bone yeah, saw
1: yeah, Bone, yeah, bone Crusher. Bone Saw, bone, bone sore, yeah, brilliant. Uh, that might be the name of the show. Bone Saw. Anyway, Matt Taven defeated... <laughs> someone from Tekken um, with after a headlock, DV, headlock DDT which still needs a name oh, we need the RH Cast Force to name that finisher um, and there was a lot of outside hoopla apparently uh, Michael Elgin comes out for a promo he says that the 15 others in the tournament should be worried about him then Kevin Steen comes out who says that Elgin can't beat him then Michael Bennett comes out and says all he can see is in the ring is the past of Ring of Honor Oh, I don't know about that. He's been there as long as Elgin, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Whereas he? he is the future, apparently, unless Michael Bennett's technically been around for two weeks. It was his brother, wasn't it? His big brother that was around the for ages. brother. <laughs> and then Tommaso Ciampa comes out and says he'll be the next world champion, and then security separate everyone. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Usual, fair. Um, round one of the world title tournament. Carl Anderson defeated A.C.H. With the Ace Crusher. I think this now... could be a fantastic match. Possibly. Possibly. And then he'll go on to face Elgin, I think. Yeah. If Elgin defeats Paul London. And then in the main event of the final show, World Title Tournament Round 1, Adam Cole defeated the returning Mark Briscoe. Quickly sent packing with a J Driller. I smell storyline. <laughs> I smell something happening here. Something, something's going on back in Sandy Fort, Delaware. They'll be coming. Oh no! Didn't uh, someone actually had came up with this idea on the forum ages ago when this old hoopla started? That was Adam Cole was going to win. Adam Cole was going to win the tournament. Jay Briscoe was going to come back, call him a paper champion. Then they were going to have champion versus champion called Final Battle 2013 Undisputed. I can see that happening. And this just smells of that, doesn't it? It, it, My God. (laughs) Let's just wrap this up. Episode 101 of the RH cast. Thank you for listening. Thank you from the American Bearded Nightmare. Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, If you did, we should leave a review on iTunes or maybe tweet about the show. You obviously want to get more members of the RH Cast Force to send in some more great questions. Thank you to everyone who sent those questions in for this week. And uh yeah, we'll be back next week. The A team will be here, won't we, John? You know it. I don't know about Stephen. Maybe I'll have a trophy to show, maybe not. We'll find out next week. We'll see you for episode one or two next week. Take care.